What's up, guys? It's Eric. If anybody is going to get raped in that van, it will be a guy. Hey, guys, this is Joe. I think the last time we spoke, we both kind of said some really nasty things that neither of us meant, like, you broke up with me on my B-Day. This is Nick. I'm not going. We have a gig, Nikki. I'm taking a mental health day. This is the girl who dumped him. I really broke him. This is the one who kissed him. Would you be my boyfriend for five minutes? What? Just go with it. And this is the one they lost. That's not acceptable. Tell me where you are. I found Jesus. What? Jesus! He's much taller in person. Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. Nora, I'm being carried. Ow! Oh. She'll be okay. Rated PG-13, October 3rd. You're listening to Worth a Leafy, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think that the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it meant paying a late fee. How you doing, Joe? Not bad, Eric. How are you? Good, good. I have to, uh, for legal reasons, I have to clear uh, the quote, my quote, which was, if anybody's going to get raped in that van, it will be a guy. It's clearly a joke in the film. If you haven't seen it, it it's it's hilarious. But we're not, we're not a pro-rape podcast guy or girl, so I have to get that out of the way. Nope. <laughs> no. Yep. So just said us that, but but how you doing? Other than that, other than my my rape joke, <laughs> I'm not doing too joke. bad. It was a joke, everyone. We'll put yes. a, we'll put a big NS yeah. Uh, FW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, so yeah. yeah. But no, I'm doing good though. I uh, busy work week. It's right before school vacation, so it's always a busy time. But before any vacation, when it comes to school, yeah. Um, I'm due for my second vaccine next week the second dose that's of it. awesome man so yeah that's that's kind of exciting kind of nerve-wracking but i'm excited at the same time this I'm is the so one jealous. that i'll be I'll, I'll be uh i'll be the guinea pig i'll let you know if i grow a tail or something eric so I, can... <laughs> well, I think i said last week my mom's gotten it Bree's parents are getting their first dose to uh saturday i think um so you said your mom had some not because I've heard some small side effects of the second dose. You said your yeah. mom had some small. She had like a she had a and... minor headache. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she was like it was nothing. It was a minor headache, and for all things that, for for what you're getting, exactly, it's, it's worth it. It's totally that's, that's worth it. That's the way I'm going into this whole thing. It's just like it's going to protect <clears throat> people, and that's the whole that's the goal of this whole thing. Yes, yes, I agree. Have you been uh, watching anything good? Anything new? So I actually bought Back to the Future in 4K. I Best Buy had these awesome oh, steel book collections, so. I, I watched the first movie in 4k looks amazing um and tonight i'm actually <laughs> going to be watching just came out today on netflix crime scene the vanishing at cecile hotel it's a story yes that, it's a story that i've loved forever so the fact that this actual documentary on this hotel is so exciting yeah we're watching that too i told brie we've, we've had our eye on it since um i looked i googled something because i told i said last last episode that Brie and I have been like on a crazy true crime kick and uh, we, I Googled, I think in January, I Googled like new true crime stuff coming to Netflix in February. And that was one of them. And I told Brie about it and she was very familiar with the the case, which I'm not, but it, it just came out today. Like you said, so today I shouted downstairs cause we're both working from home. I was like, Hey, that hotel thing's out. I just added it to our list. So yeah, we're gonna be watching the same thing. I'm I'm pumped. Oh, awesome! We'll talk we'll talk about it next time. But it's so creepy, man. Like there's this. I I used to. This was years and years ago. There was that scene which is the girl in the elevator and like what happened to her. That has been like one of like, whenever I see that brought up as like an untold story, whether like I'm on Reddit or something, I always go on this rabbit hole of like, is there anything new? Any new information on this story? Because it is the creepiest thing ever. 
So if we may get some answers on like, I, I doubt you will because it's like, well, it's like, it really yeah. is like an unsolved mystery. But if we just get any more information on what happened to this girl, I'd be satisfied. Do you ever, have you ever been to Northampton, Massachusetts? I have. So if you ever go there again, like say you go to a concert there or whatever, there's this hotel downtown called the Hotel Northampton. And if you, if any, anyone who's listening, if you Google Ho- Hotel Northampton in Massachusetts, this is the coolest hotel I've ever stayed at. I've, I go there for work. I go to that area for work like a few times a year and I always stay in this hotel. And it's funny because it's a super old building and the, I've stayed in nicer hotels. Like I've stayed in hotels with more like fluff and whatever. But this building, if you if you go to this hotel and you leave and you don't tell me that like, let's say you won the lottery tomorrow and you can make a horror movie that this wouldn't be your number one hotel to film at. It's such a cool old building. And it, the way the halls are is so weird. Like it looks like they built one building and then they just kept like sticking buildings onto it because like that you'll be walking down the hall and then there'll just be a random, the floor will just like slowly ramp up over 20 feet and then it'll bank right. And, uh, but if, yeah, if, you, if anyone was listening, Google hotel Northampton, in massachusetts it's the coolest old hotels whenever i think of yeah brie and i were going to go there um i was like we gotta go because i brought her to northampton it was like right at the beginning of quarantine or a little bit after that but and i you know at the time being totally ignorant we were like oh things will be you know back to normal in the fall or in the winter we'll come up and spend a weekend yeah Yeah. i was like we'll come up and spend a weekend up here because we really like northampton it's a weird weird city but it's interesting and um so that obviously that trip's been pushed back a little bit, but actually this time of year, this week right now, actually, I would normally be up there. So um, for work, but yeah, no, check that out. If you're into, if you're, if you're, ever, if you go up there for a show and you're looking for a place to stay, check that place out. It's awesome. Oh, I will. And like, like you said, Northampton in general is kind of, I, I went there for my friend's wedding for a few days when he was, yep. when he was getting married and that Northampton is really creepy and it, like at least where I was in its own sense. So being in yeah. a hotel that is kind of creepy, is just like a very fitting environment. <laughs> yeah. But the hotel it's creepy, but it's, it's cool. Like even the, 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 what made me think of it was when you said the elevator, like the elevator is super weird. All the rooms are different. Like I've stayed in rooms where I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. You have to see it online. It's, there's no, it looks like they just kept building stuff and it, and it somehow turned into a hotel. And then they had this cool old bar that's like, you know, like most hotels do, but this one's like an old, really, it, it feels like you're like back in time. It's awesome. But that's another unofficial sponsor of the podcast is a hotel Northampton and Northampton mass. But um, it, so anything else you've been watching? Anything else good? Nothing. I've been playing games here and there. So I'm going through, uh, well, I'm not sure if you've heard of Demon Souls. It's an old. Sounds a little familiar, but it's notorious for being how being so difficult. So it came on the PS3 years ago, and it was just remastered for PS5. So I've been playing Demon Souls, um, and it is notorious for being super challenging. And it really is like it's one of those games where I didn't beat originally. So I'm going to try and go through it this time. And if I can beat it, it'll be like my my uh, I'll be done with gaming. I'm done. Just retire. I'm retiring. I done it. That's good. That's good. I um, I've still been. Brie and I have been watching a lot of like random stuff. Like we started watching this 
another true crime thing um, that I can't think of the name of it right now. It's on Netflix and John Grisham's behind it. Innocent Man, I think. Yes, I think you might be right. Yeah, and we watched two or three episodes of it. <clears throat> I'm st- we're, I'm into it. Breeze a little bit less into it. So, we're, but we're gonna give it a few more episodes. The one thing we watched. Um, oh, I gotta Google it right now because I don't want to get the name wrong. Um, we watched the first season of Sinner, which with Jessica Biel. Did you ever get into that? No, I know what it is. But I haven't seen it. I've really seen much of it either. Brie watched the whole season. I I kind of bailed on it. It was too weird for me. But the the what I did take from it is Jessica Biel's awesome in it, and it makes you wonder. And I'm going to say this about the movie that we're talking about today too, because I was thinking this when we were watching it. I was watching it. And I was like, why does Jessica Biel not get more, um, like serious roles? Like she, because in this show, she's amazing. She's the best part of the show. Um, and then I was thinking that thing about Kat Dennings too, watching this yes, movie. I but know. what were you going to say? Isn't Jessica Biel currently in that Fox Bad Boy spinoff? I don't know. Uh, her and um. Oh my God! Who was her name? Who's Dwayne Dwayne Wade married to? Girl from Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You. Larissa Olenek or her best friend in the movie. <laughs> Julia Julia. St- no, that's her sister. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going crazy, but it's Jessica Biel and um, whatever her name is. <laughs> Julia Stiles or. Oh, Gabrielle Union. Yes, Gabrielle Union. She's I forgot Gabrielle Union was it. even in that. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's just okay. going to be on Gabrielle Union. And I watched like the first, and actually Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights is in it too. Matt Saracen. Um, okay. I watched the first two episodes and it was pretty good. I don't know if that's still on with Jessica Biel making more new TV shows now, but. I don't think Jessica Biel, because so The Sinner has three seasons, but I think she's only in the first one. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. No, I, I didn't even finish the first one. But she's she's awesome in it. It's just like there was other stuff in it that was just too weird and too – wasn't for me, that's all. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. very popular. So um, other than that, but still watching, still getting caught up on Shit's Creek, and I love that show. It's like my favorite thing to put on at night and just laugh. It's, it's the most feel-good show ever because you just love everyone. But um, – so you want to? So before Joe will tell you what you guys already heard the trailer and you heard our quotes, um, and so Joe will tell you why he picked it and everything. But we're going to be talking about Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist tonight. And if you've seen the film, one of the big things that they're really the whole purpose of the whole background of the the story is they're they're trying to find their band, their favorite band that's playing somewhere in Manhattan. And the band's called Fluffy, so they it's like this whole where's Fluffy thing, and to pay uh, homage to that, I'm going to be drinking Fluffinity from Night Shift Brewing. It's a New England IPA. Super drinkable. It's not my first time drinking it, but um, it seemed fitting. Seems like it goes with the Where's Fluffy part of, of Nick and Nora. So, so cheers. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, why did you pick... This is Joe's birthday pick. I We haven't talked yes. about that. This was a this was <clears throat> a rare later 2000s film because it was my birthday, so... So I couldn't, I couldn't argue. Eric and Eric's lucky. I didn't just come on and be like speed racer, but <laughs> I, I think Anyways. I said this last week, but I would have quit the podcast. <laughs> the day we do speed racer is the day I quit the podcast. Thankfully though, I kind of pitched two films really with like, I kind of joke there from that. I love that new Eric one. Like, but between the two films that I pitch in seriousness, this was yeah. the one that Eric picked. And so. I would have been cool with the other one too, but 
Um, but yeah, so do you have any other explanation as far as why? Or what's your first memory of the film? Why'd you pick it? Well, to say that, so uh, this movie is in my top 10 favorites for sure. And I love the book. I even have a signed copy next to me on my shelf. But it's one of those films that is such an easy watch, has some great characters, and features a really yep. good love story. And the soundtrack is, you know, okay too. Um, <laughs> but as for my first memory, this was, so again, I love the book already, but, um, I was going to ask you if you read the book. I think you have told me that in the past, but I forgot. I'm thinking about buying the book. It's, I'll let you bought mine if you want to. It's not, it's, I'll buy them. I'll it's, uh, it. it's really good. It's, it's different. So it's, it's a nice take <laughs> on, you know, the book's a different feel from the movie, which is why I think I like the movie so much is because they didn't try just rehashing the same thing. So it gives right. it a good spin. Um, but at the time, I liked Michael Sarah, who was already in Arrested Development and came off of Superbad uh, when this movie was released. So I ended up seeing this one in theaters, actually, and fell in love with it immediately. While not the same soundtrack as in the book, seeing the music come to life on screen really, really pulled me in. And uh, thankfully, it was a bonus that I really enjoyed the music that was chosen. So I actually saw this movie in theaters, though, which was, which was, which was nice. Yeah, I don't... I, it's weird. I don't think... I saw this in theaters, but it, I know I saw it when it was yeah, I either, maybe I did see it in theaters or I saw it right when it was released on DVD. It's weird. Cause I, me seeing it in theaters seems more likely to me than picking up the DVD. But either way, I, I either way I saw it when it was at first came out and I really, really liked it. And then I rewatched it last year or actually 2019 right after and i remember texting you about this it was right after our trip to new york city for the yankees game and i liked it even more and like the movie right after our trip made me understand the appeal of new york city uh, i'd been in new york city before that like probably i don't know a handful of times and i i didn't really get it i was just kind of like it's it's overwhelming and whatever but in, in this movie's one thing about it is it's super unrealistic with some parts of New York City, like the parking and like they they could just drive all over Manhattan and be like, oh look at this, a spot that's great, um, and the lack of traffic and everything. But it also highlights what I fell in love with when you and I went, which is like the best parts of New York City that you can be walking around at one in the morning and be like, I want a falafel, and you just have to walk like you walk 20 feet and there's a falafel place. And if you change your mind and you want pizza or Mexican food, it, it's, it's awesome. So um, it highlights the best part of it. And New York city is a character in the film. We talked about that with like when Harry met Sally or do the right thing. And it's not quite those as far as right. New York city being a character in the film. And it's definitely not as well known as those, but it, um, but it's, it's really good. And, and the way they use New York cities as a character is, is super effective. Definitely. And like you said, speaking of characters like who aren't actual, the music is a huge character as well. Obviously, yeah. those we can like yeah. we can, we can, we'll get into later on, but yes, definitely. Um, do you have any stats as far as how the movie did uh, financially? So the movie came out on October 3rd, 2008, had a budget of uh, 10 million, making 33.5 million in the box office. It was directed by Peter Solette, who's actually set to write and direct the Minecraft movie coming out in 2022. If that ever becomes a reality. Mm. And this movie was written by, I'm going to hopefully I'll push this last name wrong, Lorraine Scafaria, based on the book by Rachel Cohn and David Levinson. Yeah, if you have a name like Lorraine Scafaria, you can, she's used to it being butchered, I'm sure, worst case scenario. Um, 
as far as how it was received critically and by fans, it's uh, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. This surprise, I know. Yeah. The, the, Do you is, read it? What, well, I knew about this. This, this, <clears> this is when I joke. When I joke about this, there's always two reviews I never agree with when it comes to Ebert. This is one of them. So okay, <laughs> so two stars from Ebert, but then he really trashed it. He said, "This is a quote from his review: Nick and Nora's infinite playlist lacks some of the idiocy of your average teenage rom-com, but it doesn't bring much to the party. It sort of ambles along with two nice people at the center of a human scavenger hunt." It's not much of a film, but it sort of gets you halfway there, like a Yugo, which, of course, is a reference to the car that uh, Nick drives in the film, played by Michael Sarah. But, yeah, it. I feel like, I don't know, like Ebert shouldn't even, people like that shouldn't even be allowed to review movies like this because it's so not aimed at him. It's right. You know, it's like, it would have almost been weirder if he loved it. <laughs> I, I don't, you I know. know. But so I don't, I don't, I don't take. Like he them. looked, he looked too deep into it too. Like I think I, I haven't read this review in a long time, but I mean, I think he mentions at one point where their parents, and again, New York City. When I was in college, I was roaming around in college outside, like two in the morning, three in the morning in New York, four in the morning sometimes. Yeah, so and it's like it's. Yeah, and and it's I, before college, like, I don't know, maybe I p- kids get out, Raj, like kids. <laughs> You know, you do Things what you have to do. in New York at four in the morning. So we, it's like, there's, there's a reason to go out at three in the morning, four in the morning. But even around us, like, I mean, if he's saying, where where's your parents? It's like, maybe they do what every other kid does. And they go, hey, I'm going over Joe's house. And then Joe says, hey, I'm going over Eric's house. Right. And then secretly we go to Boston or we go to whatever. It's like, have you ever, were you ever a kid, Roger? That's like, unfortunately, that's, that happens sometimes. But um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even pay attention to that. Yeah. that review it's yeah. it's that review clearly. and die hard are the ones i don't <clears throat> obviously the ones we just like ignore roger about <laughs> oh, I, i've had a bunch that i i ignore roger i feel like he always surprises me like the ones there's some films that i think are clearly trash and he like is either really likes or he's pretty fond of and there's some ones like this that i you know this this movie's not for everyone like we'll right. i'll we'll talk about that after i i don't think that it's i'm not clueless with that but to, to just trash on it like that and it's funny i was actually listening to um i listened to some other podcasts um where this came up or and i read some other reviews and i it really helped me f- like explain my opinion and so I'm, I'm excited to talk about that at the end of the podcast but um anyway some other stuff that was going on in the world at that time as far as film it was a pretty good like you said it was october uh, of 08, right? Yep. So some other film releases that month. Rachel Getting Married, The Hurt Locker, Body of Lies, Max Payne, which, you know, I know it's not like an Oscar winner, but uh, Saw 5, Madagascar 2, and then Quantum of Solace, Solace, the James Bond film. So that's a pretty good... We've, we had a, a stretch going there where the past few movies we've talked about, the that month has been garbage in film. That's a pretty good month. Yep, definitely. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I got a shot though. Max Payne, the movie, garbage, but the games are awesome. Let's got to point that out there. The I've games never, have awesome stories. I don't think I've played the games. I may have played one of them. I feel like my brother had one of them at one point. And I may have played it, but um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't the see the movie. The Grace, though. Said, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the movie. So I did see uh, the Quantum of Solace movie, and I and I like that. I I'm a sucker for James Bond movies. I I know it's like I I remember I tried to have Brie watch one. I don't remember which one it was. A few years ago, and it was like you know when you have someone watch a movie, and five minutes into having them watch it, you're like, why did I even think? How did I think this is gonna work? And I and I think I just ended up like relieving her of her duty and just be like, you can just. She wasn't even saying anything. She was just clearly not into it. So, but whatever. I will say though, the more recent ones with Danielle Craig, though, they if you were to show James Bond to anyone and see if they liked it, it'd be these <laughs> films because they're so. Yeah. The older ones were like very you know, focused on women and gadgets, whereas this movie's like actually focused on characters. I feel like these ones more than any one of the other past ones. But yeah, yeah if, if, if these films, if these new films don't sell anyone, then it's not for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then outside of movie releases, outside of Hollywood, it was had some bad news that month in October of 08. So George W. signed a uh, a bailout plan for uh, for the country uh, because we are in a horrible horrible downward you know, trajectory, but um, OJ Simpson was found guilty of kidnapping and armed robbery. So he just didn't learn from the first time getting away with it the first time. But here are a couple good things. Spotify launched and then also Google play launched. Uh, and then the Phillies won the world series. I think it was the second world series in their franchise. I think they only have two, but still big for the city of Philadelphia. I went to Philly, in 2019 same year we went to new york and i am not a fan of seeing sporting events in philly i don't know if i've ever talked about this before on the podcast but they have the good thing about their sports stadiums is they're like kind of outside of town so they're super easy to get to and everything's together like the football stadium the baseball stadium the hockey rink and and where the sixers play but you just don't feel like you're in the city like when we went to Yankee Stadium, it's like you're right in the city. So you just feel like you're, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But it does have its positives. Like like I said, it, there's a huge parking lot. It's it's super easy to get to, but just not not my favorite place to watch a game. But um, do you have the back of the DVD summary for? for I do. It's, uh, I got it online, the summary, and it doesn't mention where's Fluffy at all. So that's one of the problems with this summary. But Nick okay, us up. <laughs> It's still pretty good, though, because you're going to run down the whole thing. Nick cannot stop obsessing over his ex-girlfriend, Tris, until Tris's friend, Nora, suddenly shows interest in him at a club. Thus, uh, begins an odd night filled with ups and downs as the two keep running into Tris and her new boyfriend while searching for Nora's drunken friend, Caroline, with help from Nick's bandmates. As the night winds down, the two have to figure out what they want from each other. It's a very simplified, very simplified summary. I think that's pretty good though, and I don't think you need to mention where's Fluffy, and, and that's something you get once you see the movie. But right, I agree. Yeah. But it's the fact that some like things like Triss's friend Nora. I don't know if I'd call them friends right away. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a little bit of a conflict of friction between the two of them, for example. But like, that dude, that's high school girls. That's it is. <laughs> that's one of the genius things about this movie. Is one of the things this movie does best is, and I know there are exceptions. So if there's any girls out there that are upset about this. Don't don't direct, add them, direct them back to Eric. Yeah, yeah. No, send them <laughs> honestly. <laughs> send send the hate mail. Send the hate mail to to the worth of late fee Instagram. We could just use the messages. Just send send a send a hate email and then send like a movie suggestion, and I'll I'll take it. But the the chemistry between uh, Nora, Caroline, and Tris to me was like I was like that's every girl, age 
16 to 20 something where they're like they pretend to be friends but then they see really like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is um not one of my favorite scenes that's a little bit strong but one of the most like real to life scenes is when um tris and nora like tris pretends like oh we're going to see like what did you say like who's fluffy or or something and then nora corrects her and then they go back and forth about like they throw like these jabs at each other and then uh caroline goes relax you're both pretty and it's like it's so it's so accurate it's it's (laughs) it's awesome but um yeah that's all so i i I see what you're saying but i i i think that's awesome um as far as the major cast members going into the, the film i only did the supporting cast movies is awesome, but I only did Nick and Nora because the other ones had some, you know, they had some stuff. They 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 had careers and they still have careers, some of them. But I wanted to focus on on Michael Sarah who plays Nick and Kat Dennings who plays Nora. So Sarah, first of all, I have to mention fine Canadian gentleman, and you know I always like to point that out. Um, he had pretty good career. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Arrested Development, like you said, in a couple separate runs. Um, Superbad in 07, Juno in 07, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World in 2010. And and he, he's had a pretty good career. And this is, this is between Superbad, this, and Juno. This 07 to 08 was probably in, and uh, Arrested Development was still relevant, and, and then it came back. So this is probably the peak of his career so far, 07 and 08. There, there, there are definitely strong moments. I will say though, have you seen have you seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Uh no. Damn, it's good. It's, it might be more of my fair Sarah films. That's funny because I was gonna ask you. I was gonna. What is your favorite? What do you think is your favorite Sarah film? So before I say one well, of my favorite films with him, I'm gonna say Arrested Development is my favorite Michael Sarah thing of all time. Arrested okay. Development, but yep. for film, if not this Scott Pilgrim, but this might be it. <laughs> yeah, I. Michael Sarah's this weird case where he really does one thing, right? At least, at least, at least the stuff that I've seen, he's, he's pretty much Michael Sarah in every movie, but he's, the character is so amazing and he does it so well that it's like, that's all you, it's all you need. Like he, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I love him in super bad and I love the different dynamic with him and, and Jonah and super bad because like, it's like opposite ends of the spectrum. But I think this might be my favorite Michael Sarah movie. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I love super bad too. So, um, too. and then Kat Denning. So on TV, she was in, on uh, raising dad in 2001 and 2002. She was in 40 old virgin in 05, big mama's house two in 06, Charlie Barler in 07 house bunny in 08. Movie. Which one? Charlie Bartlett. I okay. love Charlie Bartlett. Uh, House Bunny in 08. This also in 08. Thor in 2011. And then uh, Thor the Dark World in 2013. And then Two Broke Girls from 2011 to 2017. And I have to ask you, have you seen Two Broke Girls? I have, yes. What are your thoughts? I haven't seen it. So I, I watched episodes out of order on TV when they were on, but she seemed good. It seems sort of, I don't want to say trashy. What's the less word for tra- uh, uh, less aggressive word I'll, for no, trashy? <laughs> I'll, no, I'll tell you what I, so I base my opinion, to be honest, I base my opinion on like sitcom commercials that I've seen where it shows like 
her making one quick line and the laugh track playing and whatever. I don't know how trash it is, but to me, it seems like Kat Dennings is above that. Oh, and, and I got that sense too, just watching episodes I saw, yeah. And and kind of going back to what we were saying about someone else at the beginning of the episode, I watching this movie, I was like, how is Kat Dennings not a straight up superstar? I, I know she's a celebrity and she does well and all her bills are paid and everything like that. And she was in Thor and whatever. I love her. I think she's super talented and not just based on this movie, just in general. I think she's super talented and she's obviously beautiful, but um, I don't know. I was just, sometimes I watch a movie and I get mad that the person's not, and for all I know this, she has everything. This is what she wants, you know, but I don't know. I was watching the movie and I was talking about with Brie at dinner and I was like, she's just, she's awesome. And like every way she's funny. She's, she can act. Yep. This is one of those rare movies, rare actors and actresses where, like you said, she's beautiful. But if I was just listening to this movie with no video, you could easily fall for her personality. It yeah. is so, she's so charming in this film. It's unreal. And she seems like a real person. Like she, she's charming, but she's not like, she seems like someone you could know. And, and someone that if you did know, you would totally fall in love with. She's, you know, yeah, no. Do you have anything down for, um, enough of the cat dennings like love love (laughs) all all the new fan podcasts we have uh who we have so far we have we have a couple actresses who we've who've made appearances throughout our runs here i can't remember heather graham heather Heather graham Graham. she's come up she's not quite the talented i I think cat dennings is well i don't know heather graham's a pretty good actress too she's just different but but yeah no we have a few people that have just popped up like a, a few times Maybe Cal make some reappearances here and there. We'll, yeah, we'll make sure I of hope it. so, man. She she's on a new show on Hulu. Have you seen it? I can't remember what it's called. I haven't, but I've seen trailers for it online. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out because while I'm like high on on Cat Dennings and her stock's high with me, not that it was ever low, but um, do you have anything down for uh, the more you know random facts? Not really. Just a couple of things. I had um, the actress who played Caroline, Ari Grainer. Uh, she improvised the whole scene um, with. Kevin Corgan about the whole um, sandwich thing, I believe it was. Yeah. So, and that was like, that was pretty good. Like, it was awesome. That um, scene was awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. He's also Kevin Corgan, for example. He's he's in so many different random things. But if, if he like puffs up on a show or a movie, it's almost like he's like almost like a cameo. Oh, dude, in, in, in itself now. <laughs> he's in True Romance. I remember True Romance. He's in Goodfellas um he's in what else is he in he's in everything like he's, he's in just detroit George, rock city yes um yeah he's in a bunch of stuff do you see uh grounded for life that tv is, show a yeah, long I was gonna say, time ago i was gonna say the tv show it sounds familiar but i think i have seen it but i can't think of what it is right now it's really but, really good <laughs> yeah no he, he he's also in the departed he's he i don't That's really like right. the departed he plays like the is it the cousin of leo who's like trying to kind of get him into the the grimy stuff and yeah i think whatever. you're right yeah. He, yeah. he is you're... like in a weird he's in a weird collection of movies he really is but and then, um okay sorry yeah and then my last one is nor is a jewish girl attending a catholic high school this is explained in the book that nor wants to attend any school caroline does but due to caroline's obnoxious behavior she's kicked out of every school she's been to and it's only accepted at a Catholic school. 
So I had that like, one down too. Yeah. I feel like that was well, that was worth sharing because again, we don't get this information in the movie itself. So that random fact is what made me go. And I've been on my, I've been on my reading streak lately. I think I mentioned that on one of the last podcasts. I've read a few books this year, which I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, that's, I haven't been reading enough in the past, you know, a long time. <clears throat> so I just finished another book, but I'm going to pick this one up and uh, put it in line. I have a few other books before it, but yeah, I want to, I want that fact was like, I got to read this book because I, I like the movie a lot. And so I'd like to get the other side of it. My, uh, the only stuff, all the stuff I have is kind of some like uh, cameo stuff. So like, you talked about uh, Ari Grainer, who played Caroline. Eddie K. Thomas is a cameo in this, um, and he plays Jesus. And yes. they dated briefly in 2008. So, so other cameos in the movie. Andy Samberg, he plays a homeless guy in a in a pretty a scene that I forgot about, but it's pretty funny. Um, it's a it's a little like Andy Samberg doing the Andy Samberg thing. Like it's it's kind of, it almost makes you go like. Did that really need to be here? But right, thanks. That was like, really quick, though. And that, that could have dragged on. That would have been not good. Yeah, yeah. And then Kevin Corrigan, obviously, as a guy at the Port Authority, that was another one. Um, uh, and then also Seth Myers, he plays a guy that gets into Nick's car, into Nick's Yugo, thinking it's a cab. And the and Lorraine Scafaria, the woman we talked about earlier, the screenwriter, she's actually the drunk woman who he's making out with oh i know that okay that's yeah. cool yep and then rachel Cohn and david levith levithan levithan they're okay, yeah yeah so they're the authors of the, of the book they're in the background of the in the diner scene sitting at a table so that's pretty cool but not yeah same thing nothing nothing too serious did you have anything down for stuff that wouldn't fly and uh well no i'll let you go first anything stuff that wouldn't fly in today's environment so we could have like you said, some of the things like the jokes, like with any Sandberg and stuff were kind of weird, but I honestly think that this movie fine release today. In some instances, I think it might be, might even be slightly ahead of the curve with how they treated um, his bandmates, for example, and um, the drag show. So I do yep. think this was ahead of the curve in some instances. I agree too. And, and I think that the one real, um, not like homophobic, well, no, it is homophobic when tall, who plays uh, Nora's like ex-boyfriend played by Jay Baruchel when he makes like a, a gay joke aimed at Nick, ironically, the only not gay member of the band, it's kind of done in a way where he, Jay Baruchel for making the joke looks like such an asshole yeah. that it's like, it's actually progress. Cause it, it, they, they don't promote it. They don't make it look like, Oh, that's funny. It's like, he just looks like a, a, a loser and so. they kick his ass at the end of it <laughs> yes. so it's like it's just like it's so satisfying so well i, I got yeah a beefy guy lothario <laughs> uh, well, yeah lothario yes. yeah headbutts him which is my favorite and then he starts and then he like has a breakdown he like headbutts him and then he's yeah that's awesome what do you have um that could be one of my favorite scenes it's not one of the ones i well it kind of is but uh what do you have for your favorite scene for this, for this film so before i start my favorite thing about this movie is the music. So I want to point that out there. Some of my favorite yep. scenes are because they revolve around music. Without the soundtrack, yep. I'm not entirely sure it would have resonated with me as much as it does. Still would have been great, but the music is a big part of both the movie and the book. With that said, I pretty much love all the scenes from this movie. It flows incredibly well from start to finish. 
But if I had to pick one, it would be the final scene where we see Nick and Nora at the Worst Coffee concert, both facing their dread exes. Nick confronts yep. Nora's ex, and um, his friends support Nick the entire way through. Everything is moving super slow around them, all with the song Last Words by the Real Tuesday Weld playing in the background, which is yep. beautiful. And then during this moment, they lock eyes and smile as they're being dragged away, eventually locking hands. It's the perfect payoff. And then to make it even better, we see them on the escalator for one more great exchange. And this yep. is also the scene where, again, we see, like I mentioned, the great friends. They This is where Lothario headbutts. Yes. <laughs> Jay's character, which is always, yep. uh, which was very satisfying. Yes. I, I you, so I, you, you just read pretty much what I wrote. So I wrote, there are so many scenes. Um, this movie is really one or two scenes that I don't like and everything else I really like. And, and, and there are quite a few scenes that I could, I could list, but, um, I, I had yours, I had similar to what you wrote. So one other scene that I really like just to, <clears throat> to sp- kind of do a little different. I like, I love the scene where Devin takes Nora, uh, Dev, so Nick's friend, takes Nora into the van and tries to give her like a quick makeover. Not that she needed it; she's she's Cat Dennings. But and then Tom takes Nick into his car to give him like a pep top and talk about how he needs to forget about Tris and everything. And you know, we've talked about other movies. I love good friend movies, and the chemistry between Nick and his two best friends, bandmates, best friends, um, is just perfect. And I also love how Tom and uh, dev are gay and nick couldn't care less about it like right. they they make a couple of references like it's it's funny like the the line at the beginning of the movie when he's he's having a breakdown or he doesn't want to go out to the show and he's just like feeling down in the dumps and he's like he says to them he's like you guys don't understand how, it, like how hard it is to be straight or something like that yes. I, I don't remember i don't remember the exact but it's just super funny but what you pick you're the scene you picked is if I had to really pick one, the end scene is pretty much perfect. Nick sticking up for himself and like physically pushing uh, tall away. I love when people <clears throat> who aren't tough guys and they're not, you know, they're not that Nick's probably never been in a fight in his life, judging from the rest of the movie. I love when these people like that stick up for themselves. And then Nora finally having the confidence to walk away from Jay Baruchel, who is there's a skill to playing like a, a douchebag and Jay Baruchel. He got it down. He, he could give a clinic on, <laughs> on it. And then, and then Lothario headbutting Jay in the face is perfect. Um, I, I, I go back and forth on if I, if I wish Nick would have like punched Jay or something like that, but the, the Lothario headbutting him is perfect. And then Nick being able to walk away with yes. the girl. It's, I I agree with you how like it was almost like you kind of want Nick to throw a punch, but at the same time, this guy's making so many gay jokes for this movie. It's fun seeing yeah. Lothario just put him on the ground, basically. So. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. I gotta say though, I love when they're both getting dragged by their exes. Basically, she's getting dragged by her ex, I should say more yep. so. And then she's just staring at Nick the entire time while she's being dragged yep. one way. She's looking at the other way, just at Nick. And, like it's such an awesome, such an awesome moment. Yeah, and then and then the last the last thing where I, every time I watch this movie, I'm like really liking it and it's funny. But the moment where I click in with like the, the actual story is when they, it's right after they finish giving the ride to Seth Meyers and, and the girl and they have the band of horses song playing and it's, it's finishing on the CD and they kind of look at each other and they're like, 
and you're and you're like as a viewer you're like wow this is something like they, they're they're starting to like each other he likes her she likes him and then it's a mixtape and at the end of it uh it's sorry uh, trish yeah it's michael sarah's <laughs> voice going so that's it trish the breakup mix 10 songs from my broken and then he like he, he like hits the disc man and uh, just skip to laughing about this <laughs> yeah yeah he's like that he goes that's not even real and then he, he's like can we skip to just laughing about this yeah i love that scene too michael sarah is so good at being awkward he really is one thing that i thought while i was rewatching this is how much do you miss cds i know that cds are still around but like my car for example doesn't even have a cd player it sucks like i'm i'm like I don't know. I miss, yeah, I miss CDs. There was nothing more personal <clears throat> and intimate than making a mixed CD for someone back in the day. Yep. I yep. miss I miss those days of just being like, you know, here's mix yeah. twelve with all of these great songs that you're gonna love. And having having a, a CD holder of like seventy two CDs in your in your car and, and yeah, no, it's it's true. So I while we're talking about CDs, um, the soundtrack, um, amazing, one of the best we've done, and I'll let you talk about it more, but um I, 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 I have to give a shout out to a, a cool podcast that I found recently. They did an episode on this, on this film and the podcast, you'd love it. The podcast is called track listing or track listing podcast. And they review soundtracks of films and they were, so they'll, they'll like talk about the movie for five minutes and then they'll play 30 seconds of a song and then they'll talk about it. And the guys are super knowledgeable about music. They were pretty kind to the soundtrack. Just a heads up, they weren't too kind to the movie. They weren't as big of fans of the movie, but they did give the soundtrack some love. So I want to promote them. I listened to another one of their podcasts. I can't remember which one it was, and they were trashing on Hooting the Blowfish, which I will not stand for. So I disagree with them on that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool podcast. If you're if you're into that sort of thing, check it out, Track Listing Podcast. So. Awesome. But anyway, your this is your topic, your movie, and this is the perfect movie f- to talk about it. So, what do you think about the soundtrack? One of my favorite film soundtracks of all time. These are the artists I would see in a normal world before the pandemic. Um, when I was in high school, I saw Bishop Allen play live. I've seen Ben of Horses multiple times. One of them in a very similar location to where Bishop Allen played the movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Vampire Weekend, I've seen multiple times. So, this soundtrack was pretty much made for someone like me. And we realize how much I truly miss seeing great shows at smaller venues where you you're bunched up with other people singing. I'm not sure if we'll <clears throat> when we'll go back to that or if we ever will. And that's the kind of like tight uh, space. But some of my favorite memories are because of music. And this movie with this soundtrack reminded me of that. But on top of the ones I mentioned, we also have Rogue Way, Shout Out Louds, We Are Scientists, Submarines, Richard Hawley, and so much more. Not a weak track on the soundtrack. Um, and then for you vinyl lovers out there, the soundtrack was released on vinyl years ago, but went out of print very quickly. It goes for over $100 sold online, which isn't fun. Um, but Do you this, have it? No, this remains one of my sought-after records for sure. Yeah. I'm hoping for the 50th anniversary <laughs> in a couple of years, they'll, re- they'll repress it, but I'll keep my fingers crossed until then. Yeah, but yeah it's an expensive one. What's your, what's your favorite um, song on the soundtrack? And... I, but I want I want to it's not just your favorite song uh, like isolated what's your favorite what's your what do you think is the best like combination of the scene that's going on and the song 
Uh, so that's a good question. I love Chris Bell opening. I love, but I got to say, my two. yeah, like I, Chris Bell is awesome. I love the band of horses scene just because I love band of horses, but it has to be last words for the real Tuesday. Wells at the end, that song is beautiful and captures that scene. That, I love that scene so much because of that song, I think I love, I, I love Chris Bell speed of sound. And I also love the, we are the scientists uh, after hours when it just like, it just like picks you up again. You're and yes. it's, and it's just that like, we're young, like this night is all that matters. We'll stay out till four in the morning. I can't stay up past like nine now, but like it, it just it brings you back to like I don't know. I, I love those two. I, I love I, I like a lot of them. Right, and like you said before, like <clears throat> this is a character in the film without a doubt. Yeah. It's one oh, of yeah. the main characters in the film. No, I I agree. It's 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 the soundtrack like compared to so if you were to just do song for song we did the big chill and the big chill has um, way more popular songs, unbelievable songs. But this one is one of, if not the best that we've done as far as the music truly tying in with the movie and the scene that they're in and everything like that. So this, and the scene that they're in is a lot of underground music. So they capture exactly. an artist, perfectly, <clears throat> these rising stars. And I'm sure like Bishop, we actually see Bishop Allen perform on yep. the, in the movie it's like it's nice seeing you know the underground scene as more of a spotlight that's why this is gonna be a weird time but just to get back to the the cameos i liked the random cameos because in my mind it was like cool not so much with like kevin corrigan and stuff but it was cool i don't know what the background story is but that like andy samberg and seth myers and all those guys are like, yeah, I'm down to do a random scene because it kind of feel, felt like, and again, I don't know what the story was. It could have just been that they offered those guys money and they were like looking to make money. But in my mind, it was like they wanted to support a movie that wasn't, you know, it, I mean, it was a big movie, but not really. So so now the negative, to be, to be negative. If you could, I don't know what you're going to say, I think. If you could change one thing about this movie, what would you change? So... I love this movie from start to finish, so I'm pretty good with not changing anything. But if I was forced to change one thing about this film, it would be all the scenes with Nora's friend on our solo adventure. Since Nick and Nora literally carried this film, um, and the act- actors shared some amazing chemistry together. And that's one of the big differences between the book and the movie, The Hunt Down for Caroline, whereas the book is pretty much like a teenage version of the before movies. So while the Caroline scenes are fun, I do think there is too many of them and they go on for too long because she kind of slowed down a little bit for me but not okay. enough to make me change my score at all okay so i knew they were going to disagree on that and if there was a character that i would recast or change in any way it would be tris um i just didn't in any way buy that like i i didn't buy that she would have been nick's girlfriend in, in high school it's not even a looks thing like it's a style type thing. You know what I mean? Like I wish they toned her down a bit or I don't know. It's, and I, and it's not, it's no knock on the actress, Alexis. I don't know how you say her last name. Zizinia. I don't know, but it's no knock on her. I just, I think they put her in a bad spot where like, if you look at Michael Sarah and you look at her, you're like, those two people would not date. And again, it's not a looks thing because Kat Dennings is a, supermodel beautiful girl but her and nick be- dating are believe is believable because like they're just 
I don't know. There's chemistry there. The styles kind of line up. They love the music together. They have right. bond over music. There was no chemistry to me between Michael, Sarah, and between Nick and Tris. So I couldn't believe that they ever dated. And the whole scene where she's dancing to sexy thing in front of his car is the worst part of the movie. <laughs> and it could have been the best. Like it's 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 great that he finally stands up for himself and and that so that scene could have been so much better. Also, although I don't like her, I, I don't think that you should leave a girl, I have to say, for legal reasons, I don't think that you should leave a girl at a random construction site or along the river in New York City. I think you should at least... At, at <laughs> three in the morning, for the morning. Yeah, at, a, least, a safe at least call her a cab or something <laughs> like that. But, um, and I know, like, I know you don't like Caroline or some parts of her movie, but I think that girl, I think Ari Greener was awesome. That's exactly what extremely drunk girls in their late teens and early 20s are, are like and like i said the scene that she has in the beginning of the movie where she's like relax you're both pretty i think it sets the tone for you don't have the relationship between tris and nora without caroline she's like the perfect oh i agree i she's caroline is awesome but i wish there was, <laughs> i wish it was with the main cast more than her solo adventures when she's solo it's not as gonna slow it down um but she was awesome in the movie. And I kind of wish instead of finding Caroline for the film, it was about finding Fluffy. And like, that was a focus instead of, I think that would have been a better focus. That way you can have like the drunk friend with them if they had to be, because they should just be passed off if they want to like, but. So spoil, spoiler alert, if you, if you're planning on reading the book like me, but without ruining the book entirely for me in the book, they're not chasing her the whole time or no. No. Okay. All right. That's, that's it. So. It's, a, it's one of the big changes from the book, the movie. Okay, that's good to know. But as I said, again, that's why the that's why it's so enjoyable because you got two different like two different perspectives. Basically, you can get like you know the movie is one plot and the book is another plot. So it's kind of nice not having it yep. follow word from word. You get two fun experiences. Yeah, no, I'm definitely the books. I have I have two other books that I have to read first. One of them's pretty long, but I think I'm gonna put that like third in line. I got to read that soon because the. I don't know. It's an easy read. It's yeah, that's I've, I read that too. Yeah. Um, so, if you listen to the podcast before, this is where we we rate the movie and we we rate the movies on a scale of one to five. Would you mind paying a leafy to keep this movie? So, score of one is you start the movie, you get five minutes in. Nick's leave. You don't even get through Nick's voicemail to Tris, and you hang and you turn it off because you don't want to watch the rest of the movie. You return it. You don't want to pay a late fee on it. All the way up to a score of five which is you're going to watch it, keep it an extra day or two or three, maybe even just buy it from the movie store so you don't have to pay late fees on it. Um, It's Joe's pick this week, so I'm going to go first. I have a lot to say about this movie, so I'm going to say that before I get my rating. But when I was thinking of like how to explain how I feel about this movie, it reminded me of, um, have you ever known someone who swears by either like a local restaurant or pizza place or they're like, they have like an aunt or their grandmother and they're like, Oh, they make, they make the best sauce or they they make the best spaghetti sauce. This pizza place has the best pizza. And then you try it and you're like, it's good. But in your, in the back of your head, you're like, I've had like 40 pieces that taste exactly like this, maybe even better, but you, you don't say it because you, you know that the person's love of whatever it is is actually tied to like memories and friendships and is the piece of this movie and in my <laughs> no. Well, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so it is so their score is like a little bit inflated because 
it's tied to like other stuff like memories and personal life experiences that's how i feel about this movie and and what i mean is i wouldn't recommend this movie to everyone like my dad would never watch this movie a lot of my closest friends would have no interest in this and most of the people in my life if this i i would i would say that like they just don't if they may even make fun of me if i told them how much i like this movie they might make fun of me and i would kind of expect it i would and i would accept it so uh a lot of it lines up with like things i was doing when i was a high school in those kids age like going to shows and a lot of the characters seemed like people that i knew or still know and stuff like when nick and nora are like battling about bragging about who knew the band first and i've told so many people about them and like i knew i was i was a fan before they were cool that that was that reminded me of when i was younger and when they're talking about whether they drink and nor asked him if he's straight edge and he's like i don't really subscribe to label labels it's all it was all just super real and high school kids are so insecure and and they're all trying to make themselves seem confident when they're like not confident at all and I don't know, it just nails all of that and aside from that the chemistry between dennings and sarah is perfect sarah's sarah's bodies are awesome i love a one night story i've said that before on the podcast if you make a movie that's set in one night or one day i'll love it soundtracks obviously is outstanding and i'm a sap for nostalgic stuff like this um so i gave this movie a four out of five and the only things i don't like about the movie are the the gum subplot the yeah. weird piece of gum subplot just because it makes me it made me like cringe a little bit and then there's two scenes that i don't like the trist dance scene i already talked about and then the hookup scene i it's not that i don't like the idea of it i just wish they could have it could have been done differently and then i wonder how this doesn't bother me but i wonder how this movie will translate to if I try to have someone watch this in 20 years, you know what I mean? Cause it's so specific to this time, but so I love it, but I, that's the only, that's me looking for things to not like about it, but four out of five, I love this movie. Uh, I can, I, I agree with being very selective on who shows film too. Again, I feel like a lot of that has to, if you don't like this kind of music uh, right off the bat, you're not gonna like this movie. I don't think. I think in 20 years from now, like you said, if we show this movie to someone 20 years from now, again, it comes back to the music. It's like, it's such like a niche music selection that they chose here as for a certain audience. And I think that's gonna be a big part of if you like the movie or not in the end. And it, 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 you'll either love it. It'll either not be a problem because you know, like the eighties and the early nineties have gotten to that point now where it's like cool again. So there's no way for us to know. It could be that, this could end up being like a, a, a decade, like the sixties the or the fifties where it's romanticized and, and people love it. Or it could be like a weird, like seventies sort of thing where people are like, look back on like bell bottoms and, and you know, but, but uh, again, I, I don't want to, I love this movie. I, I, it's probably, I don't know what, if it's my, I don't know what top, whatever it is for my, as far as list go, but I love this movie. It, it's, 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 it's so fun to watch. Like you said, it's an hour and a half. It's one of the most rewatchable movies we've done, I think, because of that. But your pick, so your turn. What do, what do you what do you think? So I went back and forth a bit between a four point five and a five. But again, the Caroline stuff doesn't bother me enough to bring down a whole bring down a score. So I'm giving it a five for that reason. 
this film is so damn charming, featuring some amazing loyal friends and a really fun love story. I've seen this movie over 10 times, probably more than that. And if I ever get a chance to watch it again, I don't pass it up. It's also one of those movies that actually does hold the candle to the book, which actually, you know, it's it's one of the few adaptations that doesn't completely suck. Although, regardless of your thoughts on the book and movie, if you whoever listens to this and has their thoughts, the book does have an, an insane amount of amazing one-liners and quotes in it. So when you read that book, Eric, you're gonna be reading. You're gonna be writing down. I'm trying to remember. It's a lot of uh, awesome quotes. Yeah, um, I'm excited. But the soundtrack is one of my favorites of all time, and this movie is one of the easiest watches from start to finish. This movie is probably my top ten of favorites. I haven't made a list myself, but it always comes back to a movie I recommend people who love music, for example. And I'm happy we got to talk about it here. Yeah. That movie I thought I'd be reviewing because it's kind of later in the game, so I'm happy we got to talk about it. Yeah, the the things you said from when you were just giving your your score that's that I totally agree with that stick out to me is how rewatchable it is and how like if you if you sit down and you turn on TV and this is on, I don't care what scene it is. I'm like, I'm in, like, I'm, I'm down. I'm I got an hour and a half and you know, and then, and then the charming thing, both the, the relationship between Kat Dennings and, and Michael Sarah, the relationship between Michael Sarah and his friends and just like the, the nostalgia of like being 18 and having one night be like literally everything to you and not being able to see past tomorrow. It, it's, it's a great movie. And, and you, if you are either like older and grumpy or you just, you kind of, you're sick of like music kids like this, like young, I get it. I totally get it. I, I you know, but right. this movie, give this movie a chance and, and put down your, your swords for a second. And honestly, just sit down and let yourself like, let yourself enjoy it. And I, I, I think you really will. I was gonna make so. a band of horses, put down <laughs> our swords reference, but I sighed. I would have flown. Out. I wouldn't have got that, but you could have used. I was gonna say you could have used a band of horses reference. But anyways, I should have pretended that that's what I meant. That's <laughs> yes. what I was doing. I'll, I'll, edit, I'll edit it around. So I'll like yeah, please. Place, I'll splice some words of yours here and there and make it sound good. Thank but, uh, you. No, this is like you said. It's a movie that you either are going to, I feel like, love <clears> or just not get or just not like because of the time period, the music. There really isn't a whole lot of in between. No, it's an okay film. I think it's going right. to be either you just fall in love with the characters, the music, the setting, or you just don't really like it as much. And and I think though that Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings being so lovable will make it so even if you think that if you read the plot and you think like I would never like that at all, you'll like it at least a little bit because Kat Dennings and Michael, unless you're Roger Ebert, because Kat, <laughs> <laughs> because Kat Dennings and Michael Sarah and Michael Sarah's friends in the yes. film are so lovable that it's it's tough to really like dislike the movie unless you're Roger Ebert. You know what? Like thinking about now, like, I don't want to go back <clears throat> back here, but I wish we did see more of the bandmates instead of like, I, I would have been happy with more of them somehow or with them with Caroline instead of, because they were so awesome to watch when they were on screen. They really did steal They're some amazing. scenes together. They're amazing. And even, even uh, Beefy Guy, who kind of gets like thrown into the mix, like in, and you could almost be like, why is that guy in this why are they why is he in the movie for the whole time but he fits right in you know like he's just he just he's yeah seamless so um the beer fluffinity from night shift is delicious like i said it wasn't my first time having it but it won't be my last time but it's delicious um follow us on instagram like i said send the hate mail to uh worth a late fee on instagram also movie suggestions are always welcome we'll be back next week and it's going to be my pick but if you want to cut in front of me and and make a pick send us a message worth a late fee on instagram 
um, my it's my pick next week, and I was going to go back to the '90s, and I had a movie picked out, and I I made up my mind, but I'm changing it up last minute. Next week we will be discussing the 1980s classic Karate Kid. Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah. Have so, you seen uh, the have you seen the now Netflix show at all? Cobra Kai. I have. I have not. Okay. And that, but that's part of why I that was on my mind. Okay. Awesome. But other than that, happy birthday, Joe. I hope you enjoyed talking about this movie for your birthday. I enjoyed Thank you, watching it. I secret between you and I, I actually watched this movie twice this week because I asked Bri if she'd be down to watch it, and she was like, she was like, yeah. But then I kind of watched it on my own, and then <laughs> and then the next day she was like, hey, do you want to watch Nick and Nora? I was like, yeah, sure. So I watched it twice this week because I was like, I, like you said, it's an hour and a half. It's the most likable, watchable movie ever. So, um, but yeah, we'll be back next week, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with Karate Kid. Yes, as always, guys. Thank you.